hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing Apple Pie and Ernie and Bert from Sesame Street. So to kick things off, I just want to talk about a famous sketch from Ernie and Bert on Sesame Street. So to describe the scene, we've got Ernie and Bert. Ernie has two slices of apple pie. He takes the big piece and gives Bert the small piece. Bert takes offence at this, saying that he would have given Ernie the big piece and kept the small piece for himself. But the outcome is the same. So what is Bert angry about? So let's just start this off. Um, Nick, are you an Ernieite or a Bertist? I'm, I'm definitely an Ernieite here. Okay. So, Peter, are you an Ernieite or a Bertist? Staunch Bertist. Right. Okay. Ding, ding. Here we go. Um, let's start off with Nick. So tell me, why are you an Ernieite? I, I don't even understand how anyone could be a Bertist here. Bert is, look, you can say that Ernie's being selfish. That's fine. But if, if take Bert at face value, um, he is... But Ernie is completely and utterly correct in his assertion that that I mean, Bert, Bert has basically said to him, well, if, if he'd been making a decision, he'd have given Ernie the big piece. So Ernie has ended up with the big piece. We are in exactly the same situation that Bert wants. Only Bert is now trying to virtue signal. He's just trying to virtue signal, trying to pretend that he'd be really virtuous as an obvious and cynical way of trying to convince Ernie to give him the big piece. It's 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 disgusting. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's different. I think Bert uh, perhaps is looking for some kind of affirmation of their relationship, their friendly relationship. Then uh, and and the, a nice, an easy way of doing that is when you're uh, when is to give the other person the greater share of something. Uh, maybe it's maybe he's insecure, but I think it's sort of it's just sort of uh, manners. It's good manners to offer offer people the bigger bit. It's not necessarily you- virtue. It's just kind of it's just a nice thing to do. Yep. Okay. But let's think of this in terms of outcomes, right? Now, obviously, right, any game theorist will tell you that what they should have done is one person should have cut the pie and then the other person should have chosen which bit they want. That's that's just a really easy result. Then, you you know, the first person has an incentive to cut it 50-50. Uh, and then, you know, if, if they don't, it's, their, it's only their own fault if the other person ends up with a bigger piece. But, uh, but the point at PC, you're proposing a set of rules that cannot be mutually satisfied. I mean, we can't all end up with a with by giving other people the big piece. It's not a viable, you know, way of conducting, um, of conducting, uh, you know, of, of allocating resources. Uh, I, I, I well, assume, assuming that the uh, well, if the it, it, but you choose to do it with selectively, so you wouldn't give the person you don't like the bigger piece, but you would you would do to people you do like to sort of reaffirm that. Your your affection for them. But are you? Is it ultimately that you're hoping one day they'll give you the big? Yeah, I think I'm, I think that's really. Well, what what's it the is. point in all that then? That just seems ridiculous. Just just you know take you want, why not just say well I'll take the big piece today and you can have the big piece tomorrow. <clears throat> I don't. It just seems unfair of him to criticize criticize Ernie when the out. I mean the uh, the outcome is exactly the same. That's that's, that's that's sort of uh, that's the unwritten assumption in their relationship that that Bert has that that's, that that will happen so in in if this if this is repeated then uh, they will even out on the share but it's clear that Ernie is either uh, is either deliberately being selfish um or he's just not thought about it as much He's not being selfish he's got a choice of two pieces of pie he's only got one shot at this right he's only got one life Ernie 
It, it, they, they, it could have been Bert. I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? Ernie has decided that he's going to take... He's completely within his rights to take the big yeah. piece here. Uh, yeah. I don't think he deserves any criticism at all. But I think if, if Bert was genuinely wanting to signal virtue, he would have said, no, Ernie, it's fine. He would have just selected... He would have said, I want this. But when, when offered pie, before Ernie made his choice, he would say, I'll take the small piece. No, no, that, that exactly... But actually wanted the bigger piece. He doesn't care about. He's not. He's all he wants to do is score points by making Ernie look selfish. But hold on. Uh, yeah, sorry. So I, you know, first of all, Nick. What Hare, are you? What about you, Fraser? You and well, Ernie, Ernie or, or a Bertist? We'll come to that in a moment. Well, actually, I'll tell you now. So, um, well, first of all, what do you think I am? Do you think I'm an Ernieite or Bertist? I'm going to go with Bertist. <laughs> Certainly not. I'm an Ernieite. I would say. Good. And, and we, I, need, we need more Ernieites in the coming war. <laughs> well, this is actually that's what I was about to say. Nick Hare, are you you surprise and disappoint me because I, you know, it's a cruel, stark world in which you live in. I would say if you, if you're a Bertist first, but secondly, I actually don't believe you mean that, an Ernieite. Uh, no, if you're a Bertist, so and I believe if I were to come to your house and uh, and there you are making a nice bit of cake um, from the Hare kitchen. And and it turns out you've only got two bits left. I know you, and I know you're a nice, kind gentleman. And I know that if 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 in what I can I can definitely understand is that you mess up cutting it up. Yeah, that's that figures. Um, but I know you, and I think you would give me the bigger piece. And I think that's a kind thing because that's a kind. This reminds me of uh, I was telling my son about who's who's eight about the um, uh, there's a very famous experiment with children which is uh, identifies whether or not they are good at self control, which is quite a quite a strong predictor of. Um, of success future life, life success yeah. and it's and it's uh, an experiment where you say to a kid here's a marshmallow um you you can eat it but if you don't eat it i'm coming back in five minutes and i'll give you another marshmallow so if they can if they can uh, withhold from eating it for five minutes they they get another marshmallow and and tom said um oh i definitely wouldn't eat it and i was like oh that's good tom so you'd you'd, you'd wait for five minutes and he said uh, no i just don't like marshmallows <laughs> and it, uh, i i don't particularly like cake so i would happily see I, i'd score points by giving you big bits of cake <laughs> and, right uh, but i but um more for me yeah, yeah so, i mean yeah. i think um I think I think you're probably right, but I, no, I think the issue is ah, not that. No, 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 I think no, the, no, no. no the issue. No, you're probably right about me giving you a bigger bit of cake. I might well do that, but doesn't I don't, that imply I that you're an Ernie? What, no, but uh, you mean a Bertist? Hold on, which one's Ernie? Which one? Bert. <laughs> Ernie's the guy who's giving himself the big bit of cake. Right. So you're no, an Ernieite. So, no, but I'm, what I what I'm saying is that Ernie doesn't. Oh, sorry, you're criticism. a Bertist. No, I'm an Ernieite. <laughs> Ernieites are people who think that Ernie was within his rights to take the big bit of cake. Okay, sorry. And doesn't deserve criticism. And I don't think I I would give you uh, the big bit of cake, but I don't feel like I should deserve criticism if I took the big bit for myself. Okay, hold on. Particularly not if you would have you would have given me the bigger piece anyway. First of all, apologies. You're both quite right. I'm a Bertist, not an Ernieite. Okay, you're 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 quite right. It's this sort of thing which you've got to get right (laughs) because there's there's going to be a a global a global uh, cataclysm at some point soon. But the world the world will divide up. I think when a push came to shove, I think you'd probably be sort of somewhere in the middle, and actually you would choose not you would choose to either not notice or to not say anything because it's just it's easier 
that's a slander on my on, yeah, I don't on, think on, you keep on my character. Like yeah, and I does. wonder how much of a how much of a Bertist you would be if you were, you know, in the siege of Leningrad or something. I I think I think we can all have the luxury to be Bertists when we when there's when there's plenty of cake to go around, but I think deep down. <laughs> and I think this um so so the there there are lots of interesting philosophical uh it, sort of issues this raises and I think we're touching here on this the whole kind of um uh, the the Rousseauian worldview uh, versus the the Hobbesian worldview, and I think uh, you know you could probably see that Hobbes uh, that Ernie is being a bit of a Hobbesian here. You know, uh, it's every man for himself, and that's truer if you like to a to a state of nature. That that's the that's the Hobbesian claim would be. Well, look, actually, we're all uh, fundamentally uh, after the big bit of cake, and to to hope you know to make policy and to design systems uh, on the assumption that we're Bertists and that we'll all be giving giving away the big bit of cake uh, is completely misguided and and I think empirically that that viewpoint the Erniite viewpoint um, as it's now known not Hobbesian anymore the Erniite viewpoint is bro- is broadly correct in that you know you look at systems like communism which are founded on the assumption that you can get people to be essentially not self-interested and they fall apart because you know people don't like sharing the crops that they've spent ages growing with people who just sat about um you know lazing around that that's fundamentally why communism doesn't work at the, at the root of everything it's because it relies on us being bertists and okay. people aren't deep down bertists we can all sit around saying we're bertists but when push comes to shove every every man's an Ernieite, and we know it okay but you're wrong and and the reason why you're wrong is because actually we don't live in this harsh um jungle type world actually and i actually i i probably agree with you it's it's, it's all very well for me to say that i'm a bertist because i'm not in leningrad in 1943 or whatever um or two um but um actually most of the time it's not like that and most of the time it doesn't have to be like that and yeah, the world we, that we've constructed around us is not like that okay yeah, we, we're privileged to live without scarcity in, in most things yeah and a good example is i I again, I'm going to make it take a punt here, and I, I bet you probably quite like something like the NHS um, and the way the NHS is funded, and and that sort of goes against this Hob, Hob, Hobbesian or, or Ernie. Uh, Ernie uh, apologies, this Ernie <laughs> sort of um, stark, cruel vision that you paint. So one, I just think what you're saying is not particularly realistic, um, unless something goes wrong. But two, actually, what I take away from this is is the the chaos inherent in anarchy. Um, in an anarchic system because as you actually correctly said at the beginning what you need really is a third party rather than a set of rules you need a third party saying right young Ernie when you cut this cake this is how you're going to do it and if your slice is bigger you know or the other person gets to choose so that's why you need um, some sort of authority in place some well, central it's, it's authority. interesting that actually there is a viewpoint that um, the welfare state the existence of the welfare state has uh, has sort of imposed Ernie Ernieitism on us where actually without the welfare state Bertists would come to the fore that that's the theory that's the sort of big society theory you know that actually uh, the problem is if it becomes very transactional people start going well you know I've I've paid my taxes so I'm not giving any money to this homeless shelter because that's what I pay my taxes for you know it all becomes a very sort of Ernieite um, dog eat dog sort of world uh, whereas I think the Bertist viewpoint is, um, you, you know, the the idea is that that actually people are more Bertist than we give them credit for. But I think more generally, the the whole idea of, um, I mean, there is really the the theory of what the role of government is. Um, one of the big theories is that it exists to make us be Bertists. 
it, it exists to make us be nicer to people um, because otherwise we all end up taking trying to take the big bit of cake and the result is there's there's no cake yeah uh peter well i what i think interesting is that it's quite easy to behave like this and get away with it you can it's easy to sort of uh, to behave like an Ernie and, and get away with it, and in fa- and uh, feigning ignorance and mm. pretending that you didn't know that this was a, a thing for Bert, or pretending that it's it's all okay. When actually, yeah, I'd like to think it would be better if people were more Bertist and and shared stuff out more, in the hope that maybe the favor would be returned in the, in the future. A sort of karma kind of. Uh, a way of a way of a way of operating. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing that actually generally people would like everyone to be Bertists, but they're not. There's a famous thought experiment called the Ring of Gyges, where you you know which makes you invisible. And the question is, you know, if everyone had access to a Ring of Gyges where they could be invisible, um, would we expect their behaviour to change? Well, I mean the thought experiment ends there because it, obviously more people would do nefarious things. You know, so people aren't generally going around not committing crime uh because it's morally wrong because it's morally wrong they're they're dissuaded from the negative consequences that Mm. are put there by the government and i I think this was uh, stephen pinker uses that as an example uh uses an example of a of a police strike i think it's in the book the blank slate uh as as being one of the there was a police strike in in um i think one of the canadian cities i can't remember which one where he lived and you know crime skyrocketed during the 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 police strike and he said this was one of the things that sort of started to lead him to question his left-wing assumptions that you know people were generally good and and institutions like the police were oppressive because actually you take that away suddenly people people everyone's an ernie eyes you know Mm. um i mean i do agree that it actually doesn't take much for um you know the sort of doggy dog world to come about ernie the ernie cake world as it's now (laughs) yeah yeah well, look, a couple of quick questions then um, that I've been mulling over my, in my mind while I've been chatting is, Peter, when Ernie, um, so when Bert reacted as he did uh, negatively, do you think Ernie was genuinely surprised? Do you think Ernie was acting in good faith and just thinking, hey, I'm just giving my friend a bit of pie? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think Ernie is portrayed as being uh, completely ignorant of Bert's sort of uh, feelings. Mm. Um, but do you he's, think he's, he's acting? He's entirely rational. Is, is Ernie, I mean, you could make the argument that Ernie is sort of a high-functioning autistic. Yeah, it, it I seems think... In general, actually, you look at th- their interactions in general, and it's rather like, you get the feeling that Bert is almost his ca- Ernie's carer. Yeah. And, but and I, that I, Ernie is just chronically sort of selfish and, yeah. and, and fails to make any correct having, judgments having about... Having brushed up on a few other Ernie and Bert's sketches in preparation for this, yes, I think that's right. I think Ernie is it, it, it has that kind of ultra-rational, um, very sort of selfish uh, attitude. And so Bert he's is acting more, in good Bert faith. Is, Bert is much more emotionally... It's much more emotionally insensitive or insecure, and needs a it needs a different needs a dimension to the relationship which Ernie doesn't give him. Okay, it's uh, really uh, I mean they are such a brilliant invention. Ernie, but <laughs> they were always my favourite bit of Sesame Street. Um, yeah, they sum up just so absolutely brilliant. They, yeah, brilliant stereotype. I must admit, I mean, apart from this sketch, which again I watch for the purposes of this podcast, I I can't I don't know any of the other I don't know them at all. I mean I mean I. I I mean, I can't remember anything really from their other sketches. But um, okay. I mean, I think if anyone in their late thirties or early forties listening to this podcast, which is probably most people listening to this podcast, uh, will remember Sesame Street. I think. I mean, I I used to watch it every every Saturday morning. Absolutely loved it. Um, and Ernie and Bert were one of the best bits. Well, I want to come back to that in a moment. But um, just one other question, then. I guess also to Peter, 
had the situation been reversed and Bert was cutting a cake and handing it out, what do you think he would have done? I think he would probably have selected the small bit um, right. or given Ernie a choice. Well, yeah, I think he'd given him a choice. Or and maybe then, he'd then, just then cut it would it have better. played out the same way. Ernie would have chosen the big piece and yeah. Bert, the sanctimonious bastard, would have said, uh. Okay, but you'd have got there without having an argument. So you don't really have the same end result. You have the same end division, but you don't have the same end result. You... This, see, this touches on um, a, a quite a major debate in political philosophy between a sort of a Rawlsian viewpoint and a Nozick, Nozickian viewpoint, uh, which is probably best explained by uh, using an example that, that Nozick drew on called the Wilt Chamberlain example. Um now, the rule, John Rawls, his sort of view was that basically the goodness of any particular arrangement, what we should be aiming for, some arrangement of resources, so everyone gets a certain amount of resources, um, that the goodness of that arrangement is to do with who gets what, basically. And, you know, his his argument is that you would you would sort of, um, if you didn't know who you were going to be, if you were designing an arrangement of resources, but you didn't know which person you were going to be, you would be a broadly equitable. You would sort of share out resources equally. And, um, you know... The, but basically, all you've got to do is look at the arrangement of resources, and then you can say, well, this guy's got loads of money and these people are poor. That's bad. It'd be better if they had, uh, you know, if it was more equal. And Nozick said, no, because it's not about who's got what. It's about how they got it. It's actually essentially about the... Um, the 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 sort of the the justice inherent in how that how those resources are allocated and he used the example of you know if if a, if a thousand people all want to pay a dollar to go and see Wilt Chamberlain play basketball uh you know he ends up with a thousand dollars they're all one dollar uh poorer but they got to see him play basketball what's the problem you know that's that's perfectly okay and I think uh here you know the the um uh Ernie, Ernie is missing the point by looking at who gets what you know, by focusing only on the allocation, whereas Bert is focusing on, well, how did you get that? You know, were you were you given the cake in a in a sort of generous, uh, in a sort of generous, friendly way, or did you take the cake? You know, that's that's it's important to know how the cake was allocated. It's a bit like, um, uh, oh, what? It was just bear with me one second. Um, I forget now, but it was one of the. Fr- a French philosopher and um, belief in God. Was oh, it Descartes? Pascal's, Pascal's was wager. It Pascal? Yeah, it's Pascal. Wager. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you should, one should believe in God because, you know, you're the 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 when you weigh the gains against the um, the, pos- the downsides, then it just makes sense to. Absolutely, I think this is very very similar to that because you know on one hand you could say well you, actually you ought to believe in God because the prospect of getting it wrong is so scary and being in heaven is great. Um, and you should be a Christian because because God is basically threatening you with hell and rewarding you with heaven if you go around being nice to people. Um, well, is that being nice to people? If you're doing it because you're, imp- you you're know, there's the prospect duress, of a reward, yeah. that is not as good as someone who does it and doesn't mind. You know, which is why, uh, you know, there's an argument of saying atheists who are nice are nicer than Christians who are nice because they, they can't <laughs> be doing it in, in uh, you know, in expectation of some kind of reward. Yeah. I know. Like, yes. Peter, anything to add at this point? Yeah, I, I, I have a first-hand experience of this Ernie Burt situation. Like, when I was a teenager, I used to go boozing with a friend of mine from school. Uh, as teenagers do when they get back from the pub, they're ravenously hungry. So depending on whose house we were staying at, we would cook late-night pizzas and, and have them with chips and things, uh, much to the annoyance of parents because it would be a big mess and lots of noise. But we, um, uh, uh, my friend, he was definitely an Ernie. 
definitely an Ernieist. Uh, and because he, he, Ernieite, because invariably there is either it appears to be, or there actually is some discrepancy in the uh, the portioning of food. And uh, he would invariably give me the small portion if he was serving. <laughs> always, always, always. Uh, and uh, I I took this as an opportunity for a bit of experimentation. So I would occasionally um, give him the bigger bit. Uh, when I was serving, or I would, I would um, make make a scene of give of sharing them out to sort of try to educate him that there's a way of giving more chip, you know, putting more chips on the smaller plate. Um, or sometimes I would just take the bigger bit, and if I if I ever took the bigger bit, he would always challenge me, or mm. without fail, always challenge me. If I, uh, but if when you gave him the bigger when, bit, when I gave him the bigger nothing. bit, he was happy, but he would always scrutinise which was the bigger bit and which was the smaller yeah. bit. Um, and I just gave up. I gave up trying to educate him, and uh, just always gave him the big bit, and just sort of sucked it up. Well, presumably, are you any? Are you friends with this person any longer? Um, I haven't. I haven't spoken to him for years. <laughs> because actually, not since that last piece of pepperoni. Not since that. Not since that last piece. But also, of now another rational thing here to do, actually, if you're Bert, is to go right. Well, sod you, Ernie. And as as I think as as Nick has intimated, there are other examples of this kind of Ernieite behaviour. And so I would go right. I'm just not going to be your friend anymore. I don't want to be friend. I don't want to be friend with Ernieites. Which is yeah. which is what many Peter of did. them, and they're they're they're, they're invariably quite successful because they're just a bunch of money grabbing nutcases. Well, I think the the only <laughs> the, the, the a full fledged Ernieite defence would say, you know, the, the if if let's say that we can we can put in a bit of effort to make our cakes bigger. Forget about a fixed cake world. Let's imagine that someone can put a. Let's imagine Ernie made the cake, right? And um and he makes the cake, and he decides to give himself a bigger bit, and Bert moans about it. Um. Well, the the defence there is simply that, well, if it, Ernie wasn't going to get the prospect of having a bigger bit, he might not bother making the cake in the first place. That's the argument for why the free market works. And, you know, if, if I mean, I suppose the question would be, let's, let's say that, you know, Ernie has, through his hard work, um, created a cake that was double the size, and he then gave himself three quarters of it. So... You know, Bert's essentially ending up with the same as he would have done uh, had 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 Ernie just left the cake the size that it was. Would that be okay? Would that, would well, that be all right. I I don't know is the answer, I mean, but um, no. I want to go on to something else. Uh, I want to wrap up, in fact. But before we do, I I, I just want to ask. Um, going from who were the creators of Sesame Street? What's the that kind the, of the, studio? Uh, children's that, Television Workshop. No, but and those puppets and so on, it all came from that larger Jim Henson, and Jim Henson and kind of group puppets, yeah. whatever, yeah. So taking either, you may have already answered this, but um, taking either Sesame Street or uh, the, the Muppet Show, um, who's your favourite character? I quite like Animal. Uh, the drummer. The drummer, because he's, he's just sort of, he doesn't really interact with any. He doesn't have a share any of the politics or any of the kind of social stuff. He just t- comes along and whacks the drums. That's his job. And there's something quite touchingly kind of mad about him, isn't there? Yeah, and he's just he's just he, all he wants to do is play drums and um, shout, and that's it. So you you look a bit like Animal. Actually. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great. Yeah. I think um, I think Kermit really. Kermit is such a fantastic individual. I mean, he's you know he's he's a real sweetie. He's conscientious. He's caring. He's a bit you drippy. Know, he's obviously extremely sexy because Miss Piggy can't keep her hands off him. Uh, <laughs> he's just an all-round top bloke, I think. And he, pl- you know, he plays the banjo. Um, he's he's excellent. He sings. He dances. He's one of the great great inventions of the twentieth century. Is, the frog. Isn't 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 he uh, one of those people? Frogs. 
isn't he isn't he one, one of those, those amphibians <laughs> where will you say well what would kermit do in this situation i think you couldn't go far wrong if you asked yourself that mm. yeah as a guide to life while you're thinking i think i think kermit would be is bertist but he wouldn't say anything he would just sort of suck it up if he was given a smaller bit of cake. That is true, but he wouldn't even be a sanctimonious git about it. Yeah. He would just be, well, I know Ernie has, you know, has personality issues. And yeah, I'm just he wouldn't gonna... mention it. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't think anything of it. He'd just accept the cake gratefully. We all need Kermits in our lives. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll leave my favourite characters because I can't even think of one, but we'll, so we'll, we'll end on that note then. So um, if you're ever unsure what to do in life, the Aleph um, insight in this case is... What would Kermit do and do that? Um, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, you've been listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. I'm Fraser McGrewer. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.